Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will focus on reshoring efforts within the U.S. and the investment opportunities to be mindful of, including longer-term themes, as we will spotlight CIO's new Made in America publication. Joining us here for the conversation today is one of the publication's authors, Michelle Liberty, thematic investing strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief investment office. Michelle, thank you for dropping by top of the morning, spending some time with our clients, our listeners, and looking forward to diving into the publication with you. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good morning. So as I was reading the publication, it does cover a lot of ground. So maybe as a helpful starting point, Michelle, can you provide our listeners, our clients with a bit of an overview of the publication and maybe speak to the genesis of this reshoring push here in the U.S.? Sure. So I would say, first off, the publication aggregates our views and our thoughts on all three spending plans. So the CHIPS Act, uh, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, as well as the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, And look, these, these plans cover a lot of ground. So the report really drills down to some specific areas that we see uh, investment need in or that we think can have some staying power. Um, So think things like critical infrastructure, for example. Um, But in terms of reshoring specifically, one common thread these plans share is that they aim to secure greater American independence by reducing our reliance on other nations, um, by incentivizing U.S. manufacturing, And we are starting to see that show up in the numbers. So U.S. manufacturing construction spend uh, as a percent of GDP is at a multi-decade high, up 35 percent in 2022. uh, And that growth has continued so far this year. So, Michelle, as you alluded to, it sounds like Washington is playing a significant role in this push. You mentioned a few legislative efforts. Can you expand a bit on those and speak a bit to the areas of focus being targeted? Put another way, where will these resources be channeled? Where will the funding be focused? Sure. So we'll actually continue to get uh, more specific details on this as the year goes on. Uh, There are a lot of people, of investors, uh, waiting for clarity on specific qualification requirements for certain tax credits. Uh, But there are several tax credits that incentivize using domestic materials uh, and things like batteries, for just one example, uh, as well as incentivizing domestic manufacturing. Uh, In terms of focus areas, There are a couple that we chose to highlight in the report. Again, these plans cover a lot of ground, um, but we chose to highlight some areas because they have greater uh, importance to national security. Uh, And as a result, they tend to garner greater support. So I mentioned critical infrastructure, but more specifically, uh, transport infrastructure, water infrastructure. In terms of energy security, one area I point out is transmission uh, and grid infrastructure. And finally, technological leadership in areas like semiconductors, uh, cybersecurity, and artificial intelligence. So historically speaking, I'm curious for a bit of context, what has been the success rate, so to speak, of U.S. reshoring attempts? And might this time be any different? What can you gather there? And maybe help us manage expectations a bit for the timeline of this all to take shape. Yeah, I think that this is a great question because this is definitely not the first time we've heard the word reshoring, right? The U.S. has tried to bring 
manufacturing back before, um, but reshoring is incredibly hard to do. Uh, economics favor countries using their competitive advantages. Uh, and to be honest, I, I never like saying this time is different. In fact, I had a professor tell me a long time ago uh, to be wary of that term, but to phrase it another way, I, again, I do think that there are specific areas, as I mentioned uh, before, that have a better likelihood of staying in focus because of that national need, right? Um, I would say the caveat here is that we're going to need to be patient. Um, any potential reshoring is going to take time. Uh, permitting is a huge part of that. Uh, but even just deciding who gets funding and for what can take years. So I mentioned we're starting to see some things show up in the numbers. Really what we're seeing so far has been from the bipartisan plan, which was the first of the three paths, uh, you know, a couple of years ago now. So I think that just goes to show that this is going to be, you know, somewhat of a long runway here. Yeah, as you pointed out, sounds like a lot of complexities when it comes to channeling funds. And this will be a story we'll continue to talk about for quite some time. Just to point out again, you mentioned some thematic focuses a bit earlier in your remarks. If we can tie those maybe into some investment opportunities, considerations, CIO is identifying anything there you can highlight for us? Yeah, certainly. Um, I would say at a high level, really kind of three things. Um, number one, unions uh, can certainly be a way to get exposure for U.S. Uh, investors, especially you know if you're sitting in a high-tax state. Um, the second thing, I would say, is thematic equities. So we have uh, you know we have identified a number of different companies that uh, we think should be able to benefit from the build-out of infrastructure um, and from some of the other trends in the report. And then finally, um, there are two longer-term investments uh, that I think are particularly relevant here that we've talked about before. So things like automation and robotics, as well as energy efficiency. Uh, labor is going to be a huge challenge here. Um, if you're building a new U.S. production facility, I think it's likely to be as automated and as energy efficient as possible to save on both labor uh, as well as operating costs. Um, So those are kind of the three areas that I would point to. Okay, so quite a few investment considerations to be mindful of. And of course, we'll point our listeners to the publication itself to read further into those in more detail. Uh, Before we close out, Michelle, and thank you for providing some highlights, takeaways from the note. Any final thoughts you would like to leave us with? Thanks. I, I would just, you know, re- reiterate the point that this story does have, again, a, a long runway ahead of us. So keep an eye out uh, for developments. Uh, and here in CIO, we'll, of course, do our best to keep you apprised as things progress. Okay, I'm sure we'll have more conversations on this topic. Again, I do want to point our listeners, our clients, to the publication itself, Made in America, which can now be located up on UBS.com slash CIO. If you are a client of UBS, simply reach out to your UBS financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy directly and learn more about the implementation ideas associated with this particular story. Uh, Though, again, today we have been joined by Michelle LaLiberty, thematic investing strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Michelle, I thank you again for your time and insight. Appreciate it as always. Thanks, Dan. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. 
As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.